What is this, 2017? The Minnesota Lynch are on fire. Lucas Seehofer is here to talk about it. Locked on women's basketball starts now. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your host, Howard Megdahl, thanking you for making us your first listen every single day. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts. The cost free. And make sure you're checking out all the work we are doing over at thenexthoops.com. The next, we have over 100 reported pieces every single month. We have beat reporters in every WNBA city. We are 24-7, 365, covering the game that all of us love, women's basketball. Make sure you are paying attention, especially to Lucas Seehofer and the work he is doing covering the Minnesota Lynx. For those of you who are listening instead of watching, at S-E-E-H-A-F-E-R underscore on Twitter. A must-follow, somebody I followed long before he came to work at the next. But Lucas is covering a team that, and I, you know, we're recording Wednesday afternoon for Thursday, so we're in the middle of a game. But the Lynx are beating the Chicago Sky as we record right now. It's on in my background. They may never lose again. Lucas, do you think they're never going to lose again? Yep, start the parade route. Plan it right now. Lynx are coming. <laughs> Where is that parade route when they win? I'll probably go down through uh, downtown Minneapolis, go right past First Ave, uh, right past Target Center. Uh, I mean, there's there's no better place to hold it. I love that town. I love that town. Now, it would not bother me to have to go cover a WNBA Finals there again. That would be yeah, me either. I, I think I'd be all right with that. It would be an easy travel for you for sure. Well, so let's talk about how and why. And the place we want to start is just, it's just typical, right? Player claimed off the waiver wire, having a triple-double. Just your normal pathway to a season for Mariah Jefferson. What's been going on with Mariah? What have you been seeing since uh, Minnesota picked her up? Yeah, so, I mean, I think prior to Mariah joining the Lynx, the kind of the, the, the talk about her was like, yeah, she's talented. She's a good outside threat. Um, maybe a little undersized for the position, but just unable to stay kind of on the court, carve out some playing time uh, on some of her previous teams. Well, since she's joined the Lynx, uh, she's been probably playing the best basketball of her career. Uh, the only season in which some of her statistics compare is her rookie season when she had uh, kind of the most playing time um, that she's had prior to the season. But she's been doing absolutely everything and more that the Lynx and, and Cheryl Reeve could have asked for. I think when they, they brought her on, they thought that she could, you know, maybe fill a role that was needed. Um, but I don't think anybody expected her necessarily to play as well as, as she has over, you know, the last 16, 17 games or so. It's just crazy. She's playing 30 minutes a game. And the idea for years was in essence, well, geez, I guess Dallas isn't playing her full-time starter minutes because 
physically she's not capable. Physically she's not up to it. She's dealt with knee injuries and some other things over this period of time. But obviously she's capable. She was capable of doing it from day one and her getting these regular reps. I, I mean, just as a point of personal privilege, I cover Mariah Jefferson at UConn. Mariah Jefferson was not an afterthought on those Brianna Stewart championship teams. Mariah Jefferson made that team go. Mariah Jefferson came in to this league and she was undersized, but it didn't matter because of her quickness, her ability to get to the rim, her ability to quickly get her shot off, which makes her an elite three-point shooter, even at her size. She Had she been healthy and in a normal, stable situation, I feel like she would have been a WNBA All-Star right now. And maybe the injuries take play a part in it. But it's very hard not to see her come in and do what she's done already and just think, God, this player was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think, you know, granted, uh, All-Star roster spots are limited uh, and there's a, an overabundance of, of talent in the, in the WNBA. But, I mean, from a strictly statistical perspective, uh, point of view, I think you could make the argument that she could be an all-star this year. Um, obviously, she didn't make it, but I mean, she's averaging career highs almost across the board um, in terms of uh, productivity, particularly on a you know per per thirty-six minute basis, um, shooting fifty percent from three. The way she just controls uh, the offense while she's out there, kind of how she she zigs and zags and kind of snakes her way to those mid-range shots where she's so particularly deadly. Um, the, her touch around the rim. And like you were saying, you know, it's it's not like she hasn't been physical in these games as well. Uh, she did miss a couple of games with uh, what was uh, qualified as a quad injury, but basically she suffered it because she slammed her leg into the into the stanchion after falling through a, during a, a, a layup attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, she hits the ground frequently. She's not afraid to go in there and, and go up and, and absorb some contact at the rim. Um, you know, really, she's she's doing it. You talk about three level players, and there's only so many in the in the league, both the men's and the women's league. Uh, but she's been doing it all three levels. She's finishing at the rim. She's doing it well in the mid range. She's hitting uh, three points at a at a fifty percent clip. I mean, it's it's just been a, an absolute joy to watch. And she's also racking up assists. It's not like she's she's being a ball hog out there. It's 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 been pretty incredible to watch. Vicky Johnson, back in San Antonio in what was the last year of the San Antonio Stars, put her on the bench, decided that you couldn't play Jefferson alongside McBride and Plum. I, I don't even have anything to add to that. I'm just I'm just going to leave that there. She, she started nine games, nine games in her third season in the league. Well, by the way, shooting, shooting, are you ready? 53.3% from two and 45% from three. So uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I, I just, this is a player who's been sitting there in plain sight for half a decade. And I guess I, I, I would ask you this. Do you feel as if, you, you know, you're talking about all-star consideration and, and that's sort of the larger point, right? Is that forget all-star team, not team per se, you know, Kelsey Mitchell's not on the all-star team this year for God knows whatever reason, but she's playing at an elite level. Has Minnesota solved their point guard question that has essentially been in place since Lindsey Whalen decided to hang him up? 
I think so. You know, I wrote relatively recently that she's been the best point guard um, since, you know, prime Whalen. Even yeah. uh, Lindsay Whalen's tail end of her career wasn't Lindsay Whalen that she was in her prime. So we're talking five, six, seven years since the Lynx have, a, have had a point guard of Jefferson's quality. Um, and, you know, you look at the Lynx uh, situation, uh, financial situation, you know, Sylvia follows this $200,000 $200, contract comes off the books um, this this coming offseason. I think the Lynx are going to have north of like five hundred and thirty dollars or $550,000 suspended free agency. Mm-hmm. Mariah Jefferson is going to be an unrestricted free agent. I just don't see how they're, you know, extending her, maybe not a super long-term deal, but, a, you know, two-year, three-year contract. I don't see how you can't do that, especially since you already have Collier uh, on the wraps. You already have uh, Shepard on the books. Um Powers and and uh, um, the other that other free agent class that came through it has at least another year left on their contract. I think it just makes it makes all the sense in the world to bring her back on on a on a semi long term deal. If memory serves, Brian Jefferson and Brianna Stewart play pretty well together. <laughs> Might be something to consider this winter. Yeah, and see if Minnesota makes an effort to go after Brianna Stewart. Would not surprise me. Let's put it that way. So I want to get into it's more than just Mariah Jefferson, although obviously it is delightful, delightful to see her get this opportunity. But first, I want to talk to you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of mates and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer? You're going to just be able to order anyway. You have computers, right? Yeah, we both do. That's what we're recording this on now. So you go to rockauto.com and you save all the markup. You buy it yourself from a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box, and then they'll know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Now, all the parts that the Minnesota Lynch will ever need appear to come from the game of Ariel Powers, who is, and again, we are recording this in progress, a game at halftime, but Powers already has 17 points as Minnesota is leading Chicago, 42 to 39, a game high 17 for Ariel Powers. Now, Minnesota had a different player earlier this year, also named Ariel Powers, who was shooting about 25% from the field. Did they just, did they trade one for the other or, or am I mistaken? Is she somehow the same person? No, they're actually twins. And uh, yeah, they swapped out the Name spelled slightly differently. You kind of have to squint to make sure that that's what's going on. But that, that's what happened. Minnesota Lynch edition. I like it. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, her her progress from, you know, the last couple of games in particularly, the, the dominant win over the Aces and now what she's doing against the Sky has been like, to say it's been a been a night and day difference would be the understatement of the, of the season. Um, you know, coming in, like you were saying, 25% shooting um uh, is is not the aerial powers that we necessarily knew coming into the season um but it wasn't even that it was pretty much if you look at any of the advanced uh statistical numbers she was having almost by far the worst statistical offensive season of her career um and then these last two games has just been like (laughs) just a a complete 180 to, to what she was doing beforehand 
I had the chance to talk to her, <clears throat> excuse me, when Minnesota came through New York a couple of weeks ago. She said she heard from uh, MJ, who is, by the way, not Marine Johannes, but there was apparently an MJ named Michael Jordan, uh, who also played basketball at one point. And uh, his advice to her to essentially focus on what's next and different ways to help her avoid thinking about the slump she was in at the moment. She really said credited, she credited for being a turnaround moment for her. There's been a little bit of ebb and flow there, but you can see a clear movement forward and a resumption of what she's able to do. I just can't help but think rather than it being a question of, you know, what Michael Jordan or even Maureen Johannes, if she's ever so lucky, uh, has a chance to advise her. It's just that when you look at this Minnesota injury report now, the only one who's on it is Nafisa Collier. How much does just her being in the right role play this part? Oh, it's, it's huge. Um, you know, while the Lynx were going through their, not only their injuries at the beginning, but their roster turmoil, um, you know, the Lynx really looked at aerial powers to kind of be a, a focal point on offense. And that's just not something that, you know, it's, it's, it's something she's probably capable of and capable of inherently, but it's not necessarily a reason why Cheryl Reeve wanted to bring her on this Lynx team to begin with. Um, and we even spoke to, to, to Cheryl about that after um, it wasn't after the Aces game. I think it was the game before that um, where, where I asked her like, Hey, you know, Ariel had a really good game. Um, you know, what does she need to do to keep consistently having, having this kind of game? And she mentioned like, like, yeah, having her put, you know, the, the ball in the hoop was great. Doing it efficiently was great. Um, but what we really want from her is to one pick and choose their spots carefully on offense, make sure she's taking efficient shots to begin with, and two, to really lock up uh, on the defensive end of the court. If she's taking efficient shots and she's playing good defense, that's what Cheryl, Power, or that's what, uh, Cheryl Reed wants out of Ariel Powers. Um, and, you know, the last couple of games, that's basically what she's doing. And the, the, some shots are falling that weren't following earlier in the year. Um, and all of a sudden, boom, you've got the Ariel Powers of the last, last couple of games. In terms of what this team can be, I think we both had an idea that they would be competitive for a top four slot at this point. Uh, they're clearly not able to do that right now as they are currently 11th with 15 losses more than any other than the Indiana Fever. I guess my question is now when we think about what they can be. And then I, I want to talk about a couple other aspects of that in the coming weeks ahead is making the playoffs, the new goal with, uh, you know, Dallas at the eight spot, just three losses ahead of them, or is it making the playoffs and then, wow, they could be a very dangerous team. And then after the break, I want to talk to you about a couple of reasons why. Yeah, so if you ask Cheryl Reeve, her goal is to just win the next game. Um, but playoffs, I think, should definitely be the goal. And as you said, we can talk a little bit here in a bit, but I don't see any reason why they can't kind of make a splash in the playoffs, too, if they were to make it. You know, it's a different playoff format, too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, one eight two seven three six four five. It doesn't. it doesn't allow for – the thing I hate, which was that the three and four seeds earned as a reward a one and done game, which I thought was ridiculous, a ridiculous mm -hmm. thing. But it does mean that they're not reseeding along the way. 
So, you know, Minnesota ends up, let's say they finish with the eight seed and they manage to win that first round series in a best of three because they are playing like the top four seed team we expected them to be at the start of the season. They get the four or five winner. They don't face that gamut. And for those who may not remember, it was one and two had double buys, three and four had single buys. But then if you're the eight seed, you had to win a game on the road at the five and then turn around two days later and win a game at, on the road against either six or seven, only to then enter a five-game series against the one. I mean, if you know, or, or, or the two, but probably the one. I mean, definitely the one, because you're receding along the way, and the eight is the lowest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it becomes a lot easier for a team to do, frankly, what Chicago did last year, which is to say to take a lower seed and do well in it, even in this new system that doesn't, I think, unfairly penalize those who finish three and four. Yeah, and I mean, I, I tweeted it out a couple of days ago, but this Lynx team is very, very 2021 Skyzy. The Lynx started off two and eight. The Sky started off two and seven. Uh, the Sky got to 500 and then ended up winning a championship. I don't, it might be too late for the Lynx to end up at 500, but I think, like you're saying, they, they sneak their way into the playoffs. The road's a heck of a lot easier than what it used to be. If they win this one, their next three are against Phoenix at home, Dallas at home, and at Indiana. A real opportunity to do some damage against the first two where they're battling for those final spots. And at Indiana, where Indiana is improved this year, but still that's a game you ought to win. Mm-hmm. So they could suddenly be looking at 11 and 15 before you get to at Washington back-to-backs at home against the Sun. And then, again, look at how they finish. At Atlanta, at L.A., at Seattle, Atlanta at home, at Phoenix, Seattle at home, and at Connecticut. Before those last two, there's some real opportunities to do damage to the teams they are battling for these spots. Mm -hmm. And I think if you just look at how they've gone over their last handful of games, their last five games that they've lost have come by a combined 10 points. And they've come against the likes of the Aces, the the Sky. Um, There's one other one other team in there that's in the top like four or five of the playoffs. Like they're doing, they're playing extremely well against some of the league's best competition. Um, so you know, if you if a person were to just jump into the WNBA season now, look at the scan standings, and they say these guys are talking about the Lynx being a potential playoff threat and a championship threat. What the heck? What are they crazy? I mean. If this team keeps playing the way they have been playing over the last handful of games, you can't rule it out. And again, doing it with a point guard brought in off the waiver wire. Mm -hmm. Off the waiver wire. The Dallas Wings will be paying most of Mariah Jefferson's salary this year. Is that correct? Yeah, it's like because she was a guaranteed salary. Uh, So right now she's basically on – an adjusted league minimum and then she's still getting the her guaranteed salary from dallas so yeah it's something like 75 percent of the money she's going to make this year come from dallas well shower reef should send great bib a fruit basket although if you want something really delicious what he ought to receive from shower reef are coconut brownie chunk puffs from built bar the people who invented healthy and tasty bring the latest gift to your and my taste buds lucas 
you've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but now they've gotten the puffs treatment. Deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Don't you hate that when chocolate comes? Oh, I'm chocolate, I'm chocolate, but it's not 100% real chocolate, right? Who are they trying to fool? Who are they trying to fool? Not you know, Built Bar doesn't do it. They don't do it that way. So listen, they are also good for you. Low calorie, low sugar. They generally have like 17 grams of protein, four grams net carbs. I never, ever have that feeling after I eat a Built Bar of like, oh my God, I've made a terrible choice and I've hastened my own death. Instead, no, all I'm feeling, delicious, right? That's all I'm feeling. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% your order, off your order. Again, that's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 over at Built.com. Lucas, do you know who to tell them sent you? Your grandma. Actually, technically, my mom. Okay. Children's grandma, Grandma Myrna. But Grandma Myrna sent you. Tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. And speaking of... Uh, veterans we respect. Let us talk, if we could, about Sylvia Fowles. And I don't want to focus too much on this, but I, I, I did tweet about this. And I, I, I try to avoid the, you know, the quote-unquote discourse. But the fact that NBA 2K23 is honoring Sue Bird on the cover, I love it. That it's also Diana Taurasi who deserves accolades. I don't really get it when Sylvia Fowles, the best center, and yes, I will go to the match on this one. The best center in the history of the WNBA is also retiring. What? Where is Syl in that scenario? And how much of an oversight does it feel like? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Syl definitely deserves to get as much credit as those two. I mean, all, all-time greats for sure. Syl's I, I agree, best center in WNBA history. Um, the fact of the matter is, I mean, if we're going to be blunt about it, is that the league and the and the and the two K developers of the video game aren't necessarily great at marketing some of our their players. You know, they put Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi on the on the cover because people who tangentially pay attention to the WNBA know at least know those names, or they can say, "Hey, I've seen that face before." Um, the same necessarily can't. Be said about Sill, and that's not her fault. It's not the Lynx's fault. It's WNBA, 2K, NBA. Like it, it's those entities' fault, you know. So, quote unquote. And you know, full disclosure, we have an agreement with NBA 2K. Uh, the next is literally in the game. So, mm-hmm. I I know they go the extra mile on a number of fronts to be able to try and maximize what they make the WNBA experience like on there, but it does. It feels like this self-perpetuating thing because Tarazi and Bird are over-marketed and uh, quite frankly, women of color in this league have been under-marketed systematically. Therefore they end up getting uh, chosen or not chosen as the case may be. And it felt to me like a chance to break that cycle. You know, it it was a missed opportunity for sure. And and I think, you know, another thing that kind of goes into it is you look at, at Tarasi and you look at Bird, they're kind of flashy players. They're guards, they're ball handlers. Um, you look at Sill, all she does is just 
go in, do her work, dominate night after night. You know, there's not necessarily anything quote unquote flashy about her game unless you <laughs> know the game of basketball and know that what she's doing at a, at a, on a, on a night to night basis at her uh, experience level, we'll put it that way. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, there's, there's never been anything like it um, to, to be so dominant that she's still, she could play for another five, 10 years. No doubt. I mean, Sylvia Fowles is playing at the elite level. She always does. She's shooting 64.5% from the field coming into this one. She's been doing it, by the way, until recently without a regular point guard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just look the bottom line when it comes to the way I think you can look at her value. And I know win shares is an overly simplified way of looking at it, but she has 72 win shares in her career. That is more than Tarazi. That is more than Candace Parker. That's more than Sue Bird or Lisa Leslie. That is more than anyone except for Lauren Jackson and Tamika Catchings. And I think very clearly, if you made an all-time lineup of WNBA's best, Tamika Catchings is your three, Lauren Jackson's your four, and Sylvia Fowles is your five. So I think in this way, wins above replacement and win shares are both two ways that echo their accomplishments on the court. And I don't know whether had still been in LA or New York, it would have been different. You know, still doesn't love the spotlight. She wasn't even crazy about the idea that people were going to talk about her as much as they are. And we're going to continue to, I apologize. So that's just how it's going to be when somebody as important as you is coming to the end of your career, attention must be paid and it shouldn't have taken this long for a lot of people. So yeah, I would have liked to see it. I guess to just bring it full circle to what we were talking about, I think a lot of us felt sad that this was going to be how still went out on a lottery team if Minnesota hadn't figured it out and come together. Does it seem as if this team now offers the opportunity for still to go out in sort of a greater way on her own terms? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, the other thing that played a factor into that was her injury as well. Uh, when it was When it was announced, it was kind of like, Hey, is she even going to be able to play the rest of the season? It was kind of left kind of, kind of nebulous, kind of vague. Um, but yeah, when, when the links were going through their struggles at the beginning, their two and eight start or whatever it was, you're like, geez, this is, <laughs> this is really too bad that an all time grade is going out uh, on a team that might end up with the first overall pick. Um, but then you just look at kind of the, the way things have been now that the team's starting to get healthy again. Um, and, you know, I don't want to get hopes up, but don't roll, rule out uh, Nafisa Collier returning before the end of the season. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if Collier comes back and she's any modicum of, you know, what she was in previous seasons, I mean, all of a sudden you're looking at it at a just absolutely stacked roster that's, that's deep, uh, that is right up there with any of the best in the league. No one is adding a better player for the rest of the season than the Lynch had in Nafisa Collier, even if she's half of what she was before her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And knowing what I do about Nafisa Collier, she's going to be a lot more than half is my mm -hmm. fearless prediction. Well, we want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen. I found out, and this is amazing to me, though, that um, probably inspired by Sylvia Fowles, there's um, another basketball team right there in Minnesota um, trying to build around bigs as well. Lucas, had you heard their – hold on. 
They are called the Timberwolves, and mm. they play in a league called the National Basketball Association, which, as I understand it, is like the WNBA, but it's like a professional league for men. Hmm. News to me. I, I've never heard of this. And apparently they, the Timberwolves, as they're called, have not one but two large players that they're going to be using. Bigs, they're called hmm. in the NBA, just the same way they call them in the WNBA. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting thought. So, so again, obviously more to learn for us both, but you know, make your second listen, getting up to date on Locked On NBA, as they call it. Locked On NBA is your daily NBA update in 30 minutes. You need to check it out. It's, you know, I understand they help fill some of the time in between WNBA seasons. So, you know, what a great thing. I'll have to check that out this winter. That's worth taking a look at. Well, thank you, Lucas Seehofer. Always a pleasure chatting with you uh, in between patients. So thank you for your time. <laughs> and make sure you stay tuned tomorrow. We've got the great Missy Heydrich with Gabriella Lewis talking all things Atlanta Dream and getting you ready for All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend, going to be a fun one ahead of us. Until then, I will be seeing you over at thenexthoops.com, over on social media. I am Howard Meddahl wishing you a wonderful Thursday. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.